The sermon for the uh, second Sunday of Advent is from the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The sermon is entitled, Preparing in Repentance. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Indeed, uh, preparing is the key to literally everything in life, isn't it? We prepare breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, We prepare what clothes we wear every single day. We, for the students, we prepare for an an upcoming exam. Uh, And also for those athletes, we prepare for athletic competitions. However, without preparation, well, there would be no food on the table. Without preparation, our clothes would most likely clash, making a fashion faux pas. I've always wanted to say that, faux pas. Without preparation, the exam would probably meet a very disappointing score. Without preparation, well, finishing first would be a pipe dream, right? So in life, yes... Preparation is the key to everything. After all, this sermon was prayerfully prepared for, reading the scriptures, reading the original languages, praying on the text throughout the week, dwelling, meditating, outlining, and finally writing it on uh, their Saturday morning. And here you are at the divine service today, in this moment in time. And I know for many of you, much was prepared for before you came to this very moment, especially for our young families. I remember when my children were quite young and Sunday mornings were quite the preparation, right? Of course, I give my wife all the credit for this because I was most likely already out of the house at church preparing for things, of course. But I can imagine how the adventure would be at home as I was at my office where one didn't like what they were to wear at church, so they needed to go through all their wardrobes. I don't know why she's smiling. But anyways, the other, uh, uh, with their breakfast selection, I don't really want this today, and the other would be snoozing, snoozing, and snoozing. And an adventure it was. And again, even getting to this point for many of you, it is a key to prepare. And today in our text, St. John the Baptist, well, he is preparing again, preparing the people for what is to come. Because the nature of any preparation, especially John the Baptist's preparation, is one of sure anticipation. That's very important here in this text. It is not a preparing for, I hope this is to come, or I wonder if this is to come, or, well, maybe if we prepare enough, it shall, well, cross our fingers, we, we, we hope it is to come. No, this was the urgent call, because St. John the Baptist, as it was foretold, he would be the forerunner, the forerunner of the Messiah. The Messiah that would indeed come. So his call of preparation was of great urgency. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. You see this text 
in Isaiah 40 this morning. The prophecy fulfilled, wearing camel's hair and indeed a leather belt fastening around his waist, preparing for his meal, a delicious one at that, locust and honey. He preached the words of preparation, words of anticipation. Because surely, he says, after me, he who is to come is mightier than I. And until then, St. John would continue to preach the message because he knew what was to come. See, that's the key here, my friends. Preparation is of sure anticipation. And there, because of it, he preached boldly. He preached boldly the message of preparation. And how did St. John prepare his people? That's right. With the message of repentance. Now, what is repentance? From the Greek word metanoia, this, this word means literally the, the change or the turn. And thus the call to repentance, John would turn the people by the very word of God. He would turn the people by that very word of the law, the call that would bring out the mirror to see the reflection of their sins, to see what they were truly facing. And at the same time, dispelling their own self-righteousness or crushing their smug and secure hearts Because if this was their preparation, the crooked paths, this path would persist into darkness and eternal death. And thus St. John the Baptist would be that bold and faithful whistleblower. You know, just imagine, you know, you've heard the term whistleblower, right, in corporations. I think of Enron. We're not going to go there back in the day. But whistleblowers... Right? They're the ones that raise the flag and say, what? Something is not right here. Right? They're raising the flag that is completely opposite of what the stream or what the pattern is going through. And there, this is what John was doing. He was, he was being the faithful and most gracious whistleblower, alerting the world, a world that was reveling in their own way, in their own path, smug and comfortable as they lived as they pleased, he was giving the word of great disrupt. He was disrupting their way by the call to repentance. And so it is today. The Christian life is a life of repentance. And thus we preach the law that convicts the sinner. For the word by the power of the Holy Spirit addresses the sinner's soul. That's why you're here. Right? Do you hear God's word as the word examines and assesses the truth that is what the world will never acknowledge? It's as if this world lives without mirrors, right? The world lives without mirrors, without the acknowledgement of God and his word. And thus they live as they Please, And we know the eventual path of what this will lead to. And therefore, as we see St. John the Baptist, as he is literally blowing the whistle on the world, there we know this is of the utmost urgent call. 
And so it is with us. You know, we, we hear the word. And as we live out our life, as we live in this world, we know the distractions. Where the distractions no longer are distractions, but, well, they're, they're the normal part of life. But yet here, when we get back to the word, there the gracious redirect is. You know, that's why you're here. And without the redirect, we know what that path looks like. Right? And St. John the Baptist here showing us what? He's showing us, yes, all your self-righteous badges of honor that you carry, that cannot save you. Right? All of our conscience-cleansing merits, they carry no weight. Because the mirror of the law exposes the nakedness of our sin. And friends, I was, and Carrie would be happy on this. She would be so happy that I say this right now. I know, right? What am I going to say, right? <laughs> but she has always, she has always cared for me, Carrie has. And, you know, I was this close from going to the doctor this week. This close. But the doctor had to cancel. And friends, I was disappointed on the surface. But deep within, I was quite relieved. I know it was just a typical checkup, which I haven't had in a long time. But you just never know what you're going to hear. So I was like, oh, whew, dodge the bullet. And so it is with the word, I think. You know, the old Adam does not want to hear it. The old Adam does not want to hear about being convicted of our sin. You know, Adam says, just, no, keep, keep the skeletons in the closet. Keep the elephants in the room at bay. We, we're, we're just not going to go there, right? Just ignore it. Right? L- live as you please, the old Adam says. And you and I very well know what this tension is all about in our life. And friends, this is the spiritual struggle that we all face. Whether you want to admit it or not, this is what we deal with day in, day out. And the smug and secure heart, some of you might be saying, Pastor, surely you are not speaking of me. <laughs> of course not. Because I am, I'm a good person. That's for everyone else, isn't it? Friends, that's why you're here. Because this word is for all of you. Because your soul needs to be cared for. Your soul is cared for by the work of the Holy Spirit who works through this very word. You know, the Holy Spirit is that expert excavator, you know? He's that perfect doctor, physician, who takes out that scalpel and cuts to the heart and exposes the sin that is ever before us. Every thought, every word, every deed, every disbelief, every idol, every worry, every manipulation, every covetous desire, every lust, every, 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 the list goes on and on. And yes, the old Adam, the flesh, the world, the devil, well, they say, put that list away. Sin is no big deal. 
and their contrition, repentance vanishes from our hearts and minds. And now you're hearing the word. Where there the great and most gracious disrupt is. As we hear the call to repentance. We confess our sins, my friends. But remember this. As we confess our sins, the nature of preparation is what? Of one of great anticipation, one of surety. And therefore, as we faithfully prepare, as we faithfully turn, this is not our work. Repentance is not your work or act. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the word, just as St. John called people to repentance, just as St. Peter preached at Pentecost, cutting to the hearts of all those people, the call of repentance, here we are too, preparing in the one true faith, by the word of God, repenting of our sins. But in this repentance, resting upon the one who forgives us. You know, for St. John the Baptist, again, remember those words. After me comes the one who is mightier than I. This is what his call was all about. It was all about Jesus and what he would come to do to save the world from their sins. And that is why when we say these very words in our liturgy, if we confess our sins, our Lord is faithful and just, and he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There in repentance and faith, we, we rest upon the surety of his promise. For it is our Lord who prepares the way for you by his death upon the cross. It is our Lord who prepares the mansion with many rooms, your room, your eternal life, your seat in his kingdom by his very crucifixion. The Lamb of God who was slain upon that very cross to wash away your sins, to forgive you by his holy precious blood, all of your sins, even those in that very closet where you think, surely those are under lock and key, and surely no one could ever forgive me of that sin. No, Jesus, he forgives you. The mightier than St. John the Baptist, the almighty one true God, who by his identity as true God, true man, would face the greatest humiliation for you. The one who is mightier than I looked as if he was mighty, the least mighty of all. Bloodied, punished, whipped, spat upon, the world opposing him, yet indeed in his might, Jesus was faithful to die the death upon the cross for each and every one of you. Mightier than the gates of hell. Mightier than the evil foe. Mightier than the fangs of death. Our Lord without spot or blemish by his mighty work. Will reconcile you to God. And forgive you of all your sins. 
Yes, this is the good news. And this is what we are looking forward to at the end of the day. This preparation is like no other. Yes, I could prepare for my math test, but surely it doesn't guarantee me success. I prepare for my resume for an upcoming interview. I could try my best, but it doesn't guarantee me that job. You remember the words, the promise of God, that in repentance, my friend, there in faith we prepare. Yes, we are convicted, but at the same time we are comforted by that guarantee, by that very promise and assurance that you are forgiven of all your sins. From the cross at Calvary, to the empty tomb, to the water and the word, to the supper at our Lord's table, this is what you are preparing for. A sure promise in this life of faith. Now this is our ironclad comfort the gospel, the promise of God, and thus, though we do not know when our Lord will return, oh, we surely know He will. And as we await in the redemption given to us in Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension, we await. And though we like grass wither and our flowers fade, the word of our Lord stands forever. He never goes away. This is your assurance. This is your surety. It is Christ. It is the gospel. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.